I went from thinking, I'm not worth it. This cannot be done. Some, somebody else should be doing this, not me. And, and had there been somebody in the group who said, I will do it, uh, Sunil, I will do all the speaking and all, I would have probably just given to them and thanked them for doing it. But thank God that was not the case because my growth, my business, people that I'm impacting around the world wouldn't have happened. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Bellew. And boy, do we have an amazing guest lined up for you today. This gentleman is one of the true success stories of the personal development movement. Less than 20 years ago, he was a police officer serving and protecting the rest of us, putting his life on the line so you and your family could sleep safely at night. But he realized that he had a bigger dream, and that bigger dream was to make a difference on a global scale. And that's what he's been doing ever since. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, Sunil Tolsiani. Welcome to the show, Sunil. Wow, Nikki. Thank you very much. That was an amazing intro. And uh, you, you, no wonder you run one of the top podcasts because you definitely have the voice. And uh, thank you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's one of our signature moves here on the show to do great intros. Sunil, so I've known you for quite, a some, quite some time. You and I are both originally from other parts of the world, and uh, we, we share a, a passion to make a difference for our fellow man and woman. But the person listening to this show may not necessarily know who you are. Let me tell you a little bit about the person listening to this show. They're a man or a woman. They are passionate about personal development. They are passionate about thought leadership. They want to find ways to take their expertise and make the difference they were born to make. They listen to the show primarily for one reason. They want to learn from you and from every great guest we've ever had on. What is it that has had you be so successful at what you do? They want to know your backstory. Tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the one and only Sunil? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, born in India, I was 13 uh, when I came to Canada, to Toronto in 1981. And very soon I realized that the only thing I want to do in my life was to become a police officer. And uh, in 1980, I became a police officer. I went from being a uniform officer to becoming a police detective, to becoming a police negotiator, and then finally becoming a platoon commander. And meanwhile, this is happening in about 15-year time period. I get married. We have two children. We still have two children. And 13th year into the marriage, my wife says to me that we're going to have a divorce. And while I realize there are times people should have divorces and, and they should go in separate ways, in this case, her complaint was that I am not there for her. I'm not there for the children. I'm not there for her. And I'm always 
working long hours. And then when I'm even back home, when I come home to her and our children, I'm not there mentally. I'm still thinking about my stuff that's happening in policing. And then every overtime opportunity I get, I used to do that. So I realized I had a choice and the choice was very simple. Choice was, do I pick my family or do I pick the profession that I love? And normally I wanted to keep them both. But at this point, I used to say, and I still say, that my family is more important than anything, especially any type of work. And it came time for me to really own up to, as a man, own up to what I'm saying is is true or not, because it's what we do, not really necessarily what we say. So I decided to quit the policing, and I was in, in a position where I had, uh, I went to my boss and I said, look, I want to have a leave of absence uh, for one year. And, and, and it was very, very tough to get that. And they gave me a, a one, one year unpaid leave of absence. And that's where I decided I got to do something else. I did not know what, I had no business background, no marketing background, no sales background. In, in our profession, at least in my, um, in my family, being a salesperson, is probably the last person that that people will recommend, including my family and all that. As, as an Indian background, you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, um, and doctor, engineer, or lawyer. And then if you can't do anything, any of that, and you're, you're almost like a loser, that's when you go into business. That's the mentality anyways that I was brought up with. And, um, and, and then- uh, Same with the know, Persian was, background, buddy. Exactly the same. Same with the Persian background, exactly the same. In that order, yeah, doctor, exactly. lawyer, engineer. Yes. And then maybe, you know, getting a government job, like a high post government job is like, is also a nice thing to do. That was one of the reasons when I left the police force, everybody was devastated, including my parents, my, my, my uncles, my relatives, my cousins, my friends. They sent me <laughs> threatening letters to, you know, they sent me. Uh, they also sent me uh, articles from around the world saying, well, you know, why a secure job is better than going into a business, uh, you know, and my relatives even said something like, you know what, stick around for 15 years in policing, 15 more years, and uh, she will understand, you know, and if it was meant to be, she'll stick around and stuff like that. And um, so, so it was tough to, to actually fight the whole world and just concentrate on my family, which immediate family. I mean, that was a big thing to do. And then, you know, I, I must have gone to every business show, every vending machine show, every franchise show, every show that had anything to do with personal growth, anything to do with business, anything to do with how to make money, anything like that. And I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, because policing was all I knew and I was very good at. And then one day I opened up a newspaper, uh, Toronto Sun, and we all know how qualitative newspaper Toronto Sun is, but that's what <laughs> I was reading those days. And, uh, and this, there's a two-page spread from a guy named Robert G. Allen. And I had no idea who Robert G. Allen was at that time. He's, he's, he's probably the top 
the real estate guru of our time, sold over a billion dollars worth of stuff. He's the original nothing down guru, which I found out afterwards. So I, I opened that newspaper and it said something like buy properties or invest in real estate, nothing down. And I threw that paper away thinking that was a scam and then reopened that newspaper, somehow landed back onto that page, went to his event, paid $5,000 to, to, um, to go to his event and learn about how to invest in real estate. And, uh, and the rest is history. That one course, of course, I took other courses. You know, there are many legends in my life and mentors that came into my life as soon as I was looking for, oh, you know, the teachers, the teachers start to appear when I was ready. And, uh, but Robert Allen's real estate course was the initial course that I basically had, my slate was clean. And I, all I did was I followed what he was teaching, what his system was teaching. And uh, many people know this, and that's how I got into the Success Magazine and, 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 and CP24 television and all over the world into media is because I bought and sold 77 properties the first year and, and, and almost made a million dollars in profits doing that. And that really was surprising, first of all, for me, because become a, to become a millionaire maybe would have happened when I retire, for example, but not like that. And, uh, and that really changed my life from, from my perspective, because I, I, when I was in India, we, we, we were probably slightly higher than, you know, slum dog millionaire, uh, character that you guys may know. We had nothing basically. And we lived as paying guests and it was, you know, small one room had everything. It was everything for us bedroom, kitchen, uh, living room, television room, all five of us in the family slept on one bed. It was, it was interesting to, to go from that to, to making a million dollars. And then I knew that it's possible. You know, Les Brown talks about it, that it's possible. Well, now I knew for a fact that it's a possible, it's, it's possible. And now my goal is to make 100 millionaires. I, I have helped confirmed at least 15 families that have made million dollars five million dollars ten million dollars or even more that have given us testimonials on video to do that i do not count people who just tell me they became millionaires and they can't prove it i'm talking about it so we have 85 more millionaires to go wow i love it man i think that's incredible quite the story thank you i have a similar uh vision i say i want to help a thousand thought leaders get to at least a million dollars a year uh, in income. Yes. And uh, we've had the privilege of doing that for six so far. And there's about another 35 that are on their way. So I mm -hmm. love what you're up to. I think that's a phenomenal vision, making 100 millionaires. It's a beautiful thing. It truly is. So yes. Sunil, you did this. In your first year, you made almost a million dollars. And you've had this vision of helping 100 families do it. And you're up to at least 15 that you know of. So continue with the story. Like kind of what happened next? You started with investing in real estate. And you actually created a, a program, a club that was all about real estate investment, right? Yes, yes. So, so what happened is after the first year, when I made almost a million dollars, at the same time, I helped other people make money because the, I, I did not have 
money to buy 77 properties. So the first year, the way I made my money was rental owns, condo conversion, rentals, uh, flips, as well as assignments and various different strategies that I learned with Robert Allen. So, so one of the strategy was to partner up with people who had money and then they made money that first year alone. And I was growing up, when I was growing up, I was like five, two all, all my life until even like when I was 15 or 16 and my dad and my mom are short. So I was like very like, like for me, I was matching their height. And, and in order to become a police officer in those days, you had to be five eight. So I talk about how I went from that and having a vision of being, you know, and being accepted. So I, I grew exactly, in, I think when I was 17 or something like that, exactly to five eight. So then I can match that. And uh, I was a shy guy. I never thought that anybody would pay me a dollar to give an advice, for example. I, if somebody told me to get up on the stage in front of 10 people, never mind 100, 10 people, and say something for one minute, I would melt to the ground. Like it was, it was not something that I would do. Public speaking was terrifying for me. Even in the meetings, let's say there's a board meeting in the police force or somewhere else, and there would be 10 people in the boardroom and the leader would get up, a trainer would get up and train. And, and I have questions. I would never raise my hand even to ask questions because I just, I, I hope that somebody else would ask the questions and, 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 I, and I would get the answer. And if they didn't, quietly I would go in the, at the end one-on-one and then say, hey, you know, thank you very much for doing what you do and all that kind of stuff. I question. And then sometimes the trainers would say, well, why did you not ask? So then everybody can benefit. So I, I really didn't have an answer for that. I, I think it was a confidence issue. A lot of, a lot of us are afraid of speaking because really it's confidence at the end of the day. And, so, and, and fear of looking foolish and all that kind of stuff. So what happened was at the end of the year, uh, people start to say, you know what? We should open up a club, real estate club. <laughs> I said to people, and, and as silly as that sounds, Nikki, I said, what's a real estate club? They go, it's a place where people come and network and they learn and, and, and then somebody teaches them how to, you, they pick a subject and that day they learn about it. And you know, I said, great, that's awesome. So who is going to teach them that stuff? And the guy said, you, you are. And I said, me, I, I don't even know what a real estate club is. They said, I said, who's gonna open up the club? They said, you. Because that's the only way for you to help others to, to, to do that. And I was like, I thought it was the, the most ridiculous idea on the planet that I am going to open up a real estate club and I'm going to be a public speaker. I, that, that, that was ridiculous. So, so it came back two or three times, different people. And it was a Christmas time. Somehow that day, not that I got upset, I was basically in a mood of you know people, I think, why are people saying that? I, I don't get it. So finally I said, all right, we're gonna open up a real estate club. You happy? I'm gonna open up a real estate club. They go, okay, that's awesome. What are you gonna call it? Well, I said, you know, I, wanna, I want it to be private. It's gotta be, a, it's a club. And, and instantaneously this, this thing came into my mind. I downloaded from above, however you wanna see it. I'll call it private investment club. And people go, well, that's a genius name. That's easy to remember. Wow, that's amazing. I said, all right. And so and now I had, I had no clue about hotels, how to 
you know, do an event, didn't know how to speak. Uh, I was petrified by speaking and running a club, didn't know how to monetize it, didn't know if I should charge anything or how much and all that kind of stuff. So I uh, opened up a real estate club and I, I then hired uh, somebody to say, can you do an intro? Like, can you start and tell people? And and I didn't know what the club is. People say, what's the club about? I, I, I said, you tell them that. <laughs> so this wonderful lady, she, she said, yeah, I would love to do that intro for you. And I remember going to the hotel. It was in Mississauga. I remember it had two doors, the back door and the front door. The front door is where the stage was. So I, and I come, I remember looking at uh, coming up to the back door and slightly opening the door jar. And I see the whole room full with like over a hundred people in the room. And in, in those days, real estate uh, was, you know, people making so much money in real estate. that was a lot more people were attending events than they are today for whatever reason. We still have large number of people showing up for our events today. But in those days, a lot more people showed up and brought their friends. So, so I didn't have to do any marketing. I just basically told people and they told people and then hundred people, more than hundred people showed up. I said, wow, that's awesome. Not really. I opened the door. Those hundred people looked like a lot more than hundred people to me. And they were all smiling, laughing, in, uh, listening to this lady who was introducing about private investment club, what the goal is, how much it is to become a member and all that kind of stuff. I, Nikki, I wanted Tornado to come by at that point and something to happen to that hotel. And we all kind of go home because my heart was like, my mind was saying, who are you to teach these people? They, they, they actually came to listen to you and you're, you're not a public speaker. You never train people like what, you know, what, you know, and in my mind was going through the fear of what if, what if this and that and all that kind of stuff. So then she was supposed to speak for 15 minutes. So I, I, I now I kind of went in the back and I, I'm, I'm rolling my uh, hands to say, keep going, keep going. Like I wanted to, I, I didn't want to get up on the stage. I just wanted to keep going. So she kept going for like half an hour. And finally, she finally says, okay, now we're going to bring the, the founder of Private Investment Club, the man that you've been waiting for. I'm like, oh my God, don't say things like that because <laughs> you're building up the expectations. And, 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 and I start to, to sweat and, and, and almost felt like I'm going to melt to the ground. And, and, and I'm in the middle of the aisle to walk from the back to the front. And uh, when she introduced me, people started to clap. And as I'm walking up, uh, I thought I was walking in slow motion. I thought I was like, I was just, I was just so scared. And, and, and then I got to the front of the room while I was facing away from the crowd. I was like scared, upset, not knowing what I'm going to do. Did not have, didn't know NLP, didn't know opening statements, didn't know how to like how to start, didn't have a script, didn't have anything. And soon as I turned around to the crowd, something happened and I spoke. And that day I found out that I'm a good speaker. I mean, I found out that I can do one of the most important things that people can do for another person. And that is to inspire them to do something that they want to do. Not only teach them, but actually get them to go and do, this is what I did in policing. Like you, you say, okay, you want to do this? All right, let's do it. And, and, and so, like, so, so I became, I, I spoke 
and and did well. People came up to me and say, where did you take this speaking course? We want to learn from you. I'm like, you want to learn from me? What are you talking about? I, I have never taken a course. I don't know what you're talking about. So, but, but the reason why I did very well partially also is because I had done it and I made money and all up to, to me, I was just telling what I'd done. Like, you know, if you, if you ask me, you know, uh, you know, how to make money in real estate, what was your first deal? And all that, that was like, back of the handle, like, like, this is how I did it. And people are like, wow, that's an amazing genius idea. How did you, how did you negotiate that? And I, of course I had the negotiation background. So negotiating a deal and I, then I go into negotiations and stuff like that. So from that day, we started off with $197 membership per year, which I thought was crazy expensive at that time. But we, <laughs> we, 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 we signed up a lot of people for $200 per year. And, and, uh, we used to do monthly meetings as opposed to that we do quarterly meetings. So I went from thinking, I'm not worth it. This cannot be done. Some, somebody else should be doing this, not me. And, and had there been somebody in the group who said, I will do it, uh, Sunil, I will do all the speaking and all, I would have probably just given to them and thank them for doing it. But thank God that was not the case because my growth, my business, people that I'm impacting around the world would have happened. If, if first of all, my wife hadn't come and, and, and said, we're gonna have a divorce because that's the reason uh, that I took it seriously and then did that. And then now we became the most expensive, most elite real estate club in Canada and the United States. No real estate club charges $5,000 per year to, for a membership fee, not coaching, not, I'm talking about membership fee, in order to become a member of our club. And what has happened now is that because we have people who pay $5,000, they are serious people who want to invest because they've invested into themselves. And then, then I get to spend time with them and coach them and I get to show them how I did it and all that kind of stuff, help them put networking, high-end networking together, get them into some, some, some of my millionaire masterminds to do things like that. The point here is that I get a lot of people tell me, yes, I want to do it. And they have so many reasons slash excuses as to why it will not occur for them. And, and it could be because their mom and dad were not supported, that their uncle was bad, that they had a bad upbringing, that they were poor when they grew up, then somebody said something to them that they would never amount to anything and all that kind of, well, all of that had happened to me. Uh, you know, I can't speak, I can't do, well, all of that happened to me. Uh, nobody was gonna pay me for coaching. Well, today I start my coaching at 40,000 to $200,000 because it's, it's what you can do for people that's more important. It's all about value creation. It's if, if you create a value for somebody who pays you $100,000 and, and you create a $200,000 minimum value for them, well, then you become inexpensive for them. When you have somebody wants to buy a McDonald's franchise and they want to spend a million dollars, let's say, well, they're, they're creating that much value for somebody to put the million dollars up and take the risk for their franchise, if that's what people wanna do. So that's an example of value creation. So if somebody can charge somebody a million dollars, a $2 million or $10 million for their franchise, 
Well, you can charge people 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, whatever it is. Of course, you need to create and give that value. And the valuation today comes a lot from the fact that most of my mentors that I started with about 15 years ago, uh, I swore that I'm going to do business with them. And when we walk away one day, they will know who Sunil Tulsiani is. Uh, and because I was used to people not knowing who I was, I was not a popular kid. I, I didn't, I was not popular with girls. I was not popular in school. I did not like school. I didn't do well in school because I had other creative methods and, and had it been what it is today, I would have been diagnosed with ADD, <laughs> you know, but thank God it wasn't, it wasn't a popular thing in those days to do that. So basically the point here is that it, whatever the success is, now I'm talking about money here, I'm talking about personal growth and I'm talking about you know growth in, in, in your life and, and whatever you want. So you define your success, formalize very similar, but the idea here is that, and I, people have heard this, if I can do it, you can do it. Well, you see, if I, until it happened to me, I thought that was something people said that you read in the books. Or, or, or you hear in the speeches. But when it happens to you, it really is amazing thing to do. And, and then throughout the whole time, like my, 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 my um, uh, mentors that I looked up to, whose books I read, audio books that I listened to hundreds of times, uh, that I went to see them in live events were uh, Robert Kiyosaki for Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Tony Robbins, Robert Allen, of course, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy, and then I, you know, I watched, uh, you know, uh, later on, I watched uh, um, Shark Tank and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I basically decided, you know what, I'm going to go meet these people. I don't care where they're on this planet. I'm going to shake hands with them. I'm going to look in the eyes and get photographs with them. And then I'm going to not only get photographs with them, because sometimes uh, you, you go to an event and you meet and let's say you meet like I. I don't know Oprah, but I, I met Oprah twice and I have photographs with her. So she doesn't know who Sunil Talsiani is when I leave. But what I decided was some of those people are going to be my partners. And so today, the same man who changed my life, Robert Allen, is my partner, is my business partner. I mentor him because there are certain areas of his business that he is not as, he doesn't know how to monetize. He doesn't know how to put that together. So I do that. Brian Tracy, we, I'm his partner. I, I, I can call Brian Tracy right now, and he knows who I am on his cell phone. Uh, Jack Canfield, same thing. I, 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 I can call him on his phone, and, 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 and he'll know who I am. Now, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. I met Kevin Harrington uh, maybe eight or ten years ago, maybe eight years ago in Florida, and I looked at him, and he was introduced as a uh, as a original shark and billion investor, and all that kind of stuff. And on that day, I said to myself, one day he's going to do business with me. I'm going to do business with this guy. I did not know how, but I knew it. And then now, Kevin and I are good friends. We're partners. I'm part of his uh, his hundred millionaire mastermind. Plus, I can call up Kevin and say, Kevin, I'm you know, I'm, I'm facing this. What, what, what do you think I should do? Um, and, and Kevin's been to my millionaire mastermind. Like, it's unbelievable what has happened to me. And the reason I say all this stuff is because when, when, you're, when I'm charging people a lot of money for mentoring, it's not just about the how-to. It's not just about the systems that they need to follow, which are important. 
it's the access to these people through me that costs or the investments because because some of these people like I, like somebody had a, a had a gadget she wanted to take it to the market and she's been trying to do this for almost 10 years she joins my mentoring program i call up kevin and we put up a meeting together and now they kevin and them her they kevin looked at it and says he loves it and now they're putting this partnership together that's what takes you to the next level. It's all about the leveraging factor, not only in money, but in relationship, in, in credit, in, 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 in credibility, and, 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 and to be able to connect with people who give you access to the platform that is needed. So yeah, and then throughout, uh, you know, throughout the, um, the, the 15 year journey, I made so much money. It was like unbelievable amount of money. Then in 2008, 2009, lost it all. Went below the ground financially. Uh, didn't know how to pay my next month's bill for my office, for my employees, for my home and all that kind of stuff. And then now we, we came back even stronger, bigger, and we survived. Most of the real estate clubs in 2007, 2008 disappeared. Training companies disappeared for a long, long time. Some of them disappeared for several years and they're starting to come back again. We stuck around and survived, stayed at the same uh, office, same name, same company's name, same phone number. And, 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 uh, uh, and the, uh, the, the growth and the connections and the access has become so big that that is the I mean I, I want to say this that I wouldn't be able to say this because it seemed like I'm tooting my own horror in the past but right now I'm really proud to put up an, a, a private investment club where people can actually go make money they, they, we call our club a doing club we do stuff you you gotta you know okay you want to learn only don't join the club do join the club that's basically what I've created and everything seemed like to me it was created almost like accidentally meaning there was no i i know it's not an accident by the way nikki i know it's not an accident it's it, it was you know it, i obviously i'm accessing part of my brain that has so much storage they say that you know the subconscious mind versus conscious mind is one to ten million you know data of storage so i basically tapped into that and to be able to run a club and come up with sort of pioneer way of running a club and then growing to the next level uh, to make it happen. So I, I, I just happened to say, okay, well, does, you know, does this make sense for the people who are going to join my club? Yes. Is, is it going to help them grow? Yes. So we, we do combine personal growth, inspiration, and then the actual strategies to um, become wealthy. And then after that, we even give access to platforms that would help people to relationships, to connections. Uh, uh, we all know connections are very, very, very important uh, in the world of business and, and, and anywhere, actually, even in families. You know, you have a good relationship with, with your kids, with your spouse, with your uncles and all. It's, it's a good thing. Same thing in business to do that. So that's really my story. And, uh, and, 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 and I, you heard this, uh, uh, statement and I plurk 
And, 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 and so, so, you know, I, people keep asking some people even go to dictionary and I said, well, if you go to dictionary, you won't find this, this word. Plurk is taking the word play, taking the word work. And I put it, you put it together. It's called plurking. And again, I don't know where I got that word. I don't know how, how I, you know, but it, it came to me and, and, and now, now this is something that I, this is how I live my life is, is, is when I used to say to people, I'm playing. Some of them assume that I'm not making money. And then when I say I'm working, some of them assume the traditional way of working, you know, the trading time for money, working really, really hard. Now, I do work. I do plurk hard, but not the way the traditional way. So so I wanted to tell people that when I'm plurking, I'm doing both like Michael Jordan plurks or used to plurk or maybe still does. You know, Wayne Gretzky, you know, he plurks. Roger Federer, he plurks. And so these people are great at what they do. They enjoy what they do. And then they spread the enjoyment to the world and bring entertainment, value, something to make this world a better place before they showed up in this world. And then after they leave, they made the, this world a better place. Daniel, there's a lot that you said there. I'm going to unpack a little bit of it. One of the things you said that I think is really, really bang on, because it's one of the things that I preach uh, on the podcast, at my events, and to all my clients, and to all the people that follow me, is that nobody really cares what you do. They care what you can do for them. The value is about solving a problem. People come to folks like yourself, because they have a problem. The problem is their wealth isn't high enough, their income isn't high enough, they're stuck, et cetera, et cetera. So when they come, they want that problem solved. They're less interested in how you do it until they're clear that you understand their problem and you understand how to solve it. And you've got a track record that demonstrates, hey, I'm a guy who solves this problem for people really, really well. And when I say this, I say this to my listener, because listener, it's very important that you don't fall in love with what you do. You don't fall in love with your program. You don't fall in love with your methodology. Fall in love with your customer. Fall in love with making a difference for them, because that's what's really going to allow you to grow your business and make the difference you were born to make. Would you agree with that, Sunil? Absolutely. I will add one more thing to that is, is that if you set yourself up in a way from a business point of view, if you set yourself in a way that an unknown person comes to you and knows that you are their problem solver. See, the biggest problem that a lot of people have in business is like they're like the best cook in the kitchen. And they open up a restaurant, but then no one comes to their restaurant because they don't know about, they don't have the credibility. They don't have, you know, how do I trust you when uh, you haven't delivered the, the goods to me in advance? So, so if I'm going to go to a store and I look at a TV, I love it. Okay. So I can say, okay, this TV is $5,000. I love it. I'll buy the TV in my world uh, and, and, and coaching world and all that kind of stuff. People coming to a store, they cannot see the TV yet because they don't know you. So, so my, my thing here is very, very simple, that when an unknown person comes to you, they, you have to set yourself up in a way that they know that you're their problem solver. 
that that you that you would do that because because they have the option of going to other places they have the option of not doing anything which is what most people would do or they have the option of hiring you and so building credibility from a business point of view is the most important part from a strategic point of view because of you're not selling anything in the beginning other than trust meaning they have to trust you knowing that they haven't used your services they don't really know you yet they don't know if you're going to deliver the goods after they pay you so you're selling the trust so they they, they have to trust that you are the problem solver for them yes bang on in fact Sunil, you in a nutshell have described thought leadership one of my mentors yes. a man by the name of matt church from australia said that an expert is someone who knows something. It's like that proverbial best cook in the kitchen that's really, really good at what he or she does. But a thought leader, a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. And my belief, Matt's belief, and the whole reason the ecosystem of the thought leader revolution and E-Circle Academy exists is because we want people to be thought leaders and not just experts, right? It's important that people understand that they're able to do some good stuff for them and they're able to make a difference for them. And that's absolutely impossible unless you start to become known for your thought leadership. You need to have done the work to build a body of intellectual property so you, you're not just some who's out there without any real uh, stake to back up your sizzle, as you will, because that's very important. You need to be able to articulate people's pain in a way that they think about their pain, i.e. use the same language and syntax that they use when they describe their pain. And then you need to be able to explain your solution in such a way that it shows them how it can take them from the hell they're in to the heaven they want to be in. And if you do that, you're a thought leader. If you're not able to do that, if you're just in love with how great your methodology is and that's all you talk about. And, and Sunil, in my experience, most of the people that are in this arena, that's what they do. They go get a coaching certification. They go get a, um, a designation. They go do all kinds of courses. And all they talk about is how amazing what they do is and how wonderful it is. And they don't talk at all about their customer. They don't talk at all about the pain their customers facing. And so when a customer comes and listens to them drone on and on about, you know, the upteen you paying way of creating happiness and fulfillment, they're going to go, oh, I don't know how that applies to me. So they're going to forget about it. While if they go and they yes. start speaking about the customer and the pain and the fact that they've been stuck on the same level of income for five years and it's causing stress in their family, it's causing their health to deteriorate, it's causing them to consider giving up on their dream and quitting. If they talk about that and they offer a solution around that, that's more powerful. That's really what you're saying in a nutshell, isn't it? Yes. And, and, and creating value, it comes back to, again, you're, you're creating so much value for the person and you we, we talk about their solution we, we need to talk about them their solution and they need to know that you are the person that would find the solution and that's where the thought leadership and, and building credibility comes into this uh, oh, yeah. uh, from a business point of view people tell me that you know so now i want to make a million dollars as a coach and i said well you know uh, let's give two million dollars worth of value minimum and uh, you can never be greedy now, first of all, because 
you gave more than what you received in a form because money is just a, is just a form. It's just a resource to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, this is, this is awesome. And, and I really want people to, you know, listen to this podcast and go out and say, okay, let's just figure out what my value, what kind of value I provide. Is it losing weight? Is it helping people make money? Is it helping people do whatever, you know, protect themselves, whatever that is. And then build your credibility, track record, help people, and then focus uh, instead of saying, I want to make $5,000 today, just go out and say, I want to give $10,000 worth of value today, which then in turn makes you the secondary person, uh, you know, and, and from, from a money point of view, you're still giving so much value and then you, you, you charge half of that or one fifth of that or whatever it is. But, but you must focus on helping people. That's what it's all about. It's about helping people. So Sunil, you've got some events coming up. Why don't you briefly tell us about them? Awesome. So, uh, the, uh, First one is on November 16th, November 17th, uh, where my good friend Jack Canfield and my buddy Kevin Hangton from Shark Tank, they'll be coming to Ottawa. And we can put a link. Can we put a link into the... Yeah, we'll put uh, links into the show notes for all your stuff. Absolutely, 100%. So this is happening in Ottawa, November 16th, November 17th. And, and, and this goes from people who just want to learn and to the point, to the people that want to be introduced face-to-face, handshake-to-handshake with uh, Jack and or Kevin Harrington, especially if you want to raise money, for example, for your projects, you want to have access to Kevin Harrington's Rolodex, you want to pitch Kevin Harrington about your project, your business, about your real estate project, I make that happen. And this is, this is a completely different way of doing events than what most people have. So that's on November 16th and November 17th. And, 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 you know, we'll put a link there and I would love to have you guys there. And the second one is on November 30th. And now this is a private investment club meeting. It's the last meeting of the year that's happening in Mississauga. And what I want to do is we'll uh, put the uh, email address or something like that. If somebody wants to come to that meeting, I would love to gift a ticket to them to come to that event. And it's all about uh, how to build positive cash flow, how to build passive income on that day. Even if you want to do this part time, you should be there. Even if you don't, you're not a real estate investor yet, but you ever thought about becoming a real estate investor, you should come to that event uh, on November 30th. The next one is on December 1st, which is immediately the next day, which is my high end millionaire mastermind, uh, which uh, people need to apply for. And again, I can put some information about that. And lastly, the next year is March 21st, 2020. It's one of our biggest events that's happening that I've ever produced. And it's Grant Cardone. He's like, he's, he's a powerhouse. He's like huge. And March 21st is actually his birthday. So we're bringing him uh, and Kevin Harrington and a few other experts and speakers to Roy Thompson Hall uh, and uh, and at the Ritz Carlton. So first day, it's at Royal Thompson Hall, and then for VIPs and platinum and diamonds, it's it's at the Ritz Carlton on the next day, where they actually get to meet and network and and connect with the right people. And there are some of those events. So and I have lots of other ones, but these are the ones that that I would 
highly recommend for people to show up because networking is the one of the most important aspects of creating, growing your business. 100%. The power of connecting is uh, very, very important. Sunil, th- those are fantastic. We'll make sure we put those in the show notes. And congratulations for having an event at Roy Thompson Hall. I mean, that's a big deal, man. Well done, buddy. Well done. Thank you. So, Sunil, we like to wrap up each and every single one of these episodes by asking you in kind of bullet point form, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener takes on to take their business and their life to the next level? What say you? Right. And I will give three and I'll give you two bonuses on top of that. First is that working on yourself is the most important part. And you do that by listening to audiobooks, going to events, personal growth, like you were talking about Tony Robbins, anybody that you feel that, you know, the Kiyosaki, just talk about how do you grow yourself? Because without that, you, there's no, there's no, if I give you a, a gold in your hand, you will lose it if you don't have the proper mindset and, and, and the personal growth. So number one is the most important person that you work on that is most important to you on this planet is you. So, so you got to figure out working on yourself has to be number one thing to do. That means, like I said, motivation, present speeches, uh, attending events, listening to audiobooks that talk about you growing. So that's one. So go, you know, buy those audiobooks, go on YouTube and, and, and do that. Uh, the second is actually figure out what you want. So, you know, when I bought 77 properties the first year, I wrote down this, this big one sheet page and I said, I, Sunil Talsiani, will make $1 million by, and then put the date. And then I signed it. I dated it. And I made many copies and put it all over my home to remind myself this is what I want. It's like a contract to me, by me, to remember. And, and today I would even tell people to have a witness sign it and put it up. So now you have a, a sheet, a paper that is large enough that shows you where you're going. Uh, the next one is... Education, it, it is so important to educate yourself. If you want to be a doctor, go to doc- medical school. If you want to be a real estate investor, go to real estate seminars. If you want to go to, if you want to become a coach, you know, go to coaching places and things like that. And you do that by hunting down seminars, masterminds, webinars, podcasts like these ones, uh, YouTube videos, audiobooks, for example, books itself and courses. You, you figure out, okay, how do I learn the best? Okay, I learned the best by not reading. Okay, well then, you know, audiobooks or videos and, and attending events. Okay, that's what you do. And then, then you, you basically figure out who I learned from. Okay, learn from the people that have done it. So, so when, when, when you go to seminar leaders, people who have done it, you know, they should be teaching you. So, so as opposed to, let's say, and I have nothing against teachers, that's how our system is, but a teacher who teaches history is, is, is basically taught to what was recorded and their version of it to us, but they were never in the war. So if I want to be a soldier, I don't want to learn from history teacher as to how to become a soldier. Number three is um, find out who your clients are and build a list. It is so important. Is it number three? It's number four, actually, I think. Number four. It, it, <laughs> we're going to have to wrap that, it up, brother. After okay, no one. problem. Um, and the lastly, find a mentor who has done what you want to do. 100%. And that's it. 
Those are good, man. Those are good. You know what? The list is super important and having a great mentor is super, super important. All the things you said are great. Those are gold. So listener, you can hear from Sunil. This guy's the real deal. He was a person who was in a job, a job that he loved. Life circumstances came to him and said he needed to make a different transition. He did, and he's following his path and he's following his dream. Make sure you check out the show notes. Make sure you check out his events. If you're able to go to them, definitely go to them. They sound amazing. I mean, Roy Thompson Hall with people like Kevin Harrington and Grant Cardone, that's pretty cool stuff. Check it out for sure, 1,000%. You might be thinking to yourself, my pleasure. You might be thinking to yourself, okay, so Sunil's great, but can I be like Sunil? Is it possible for me to live life as the best version of myself? Maybe some doubts have been creeping into your mind and you're wondering if it's possible for you. And here's what I'm here to tell you. The answer is absolutely yes. Of course, it's possible for you. The first thing that I'm going to recommend that you do in order to make the possibility real is go to my website, ecircleacademy.com and click on the button in the middle of the page that says, watch free webinar masterclass. I put together a masterclass for you that takes the principles that we've used to help five of our clients get to a million dollars a year and another 35 get to between 100K to 500K a year and how you can use those principles right away to finish the year off strong to help add at least six to seven figures a year in the next six to 12 months to your business. Make sure that you watch that. And once you've watched that, if that's moved you, the next step you can take is to click on the other button right above it in the middle of the page that says book a success call. And what you do is you go there, you find a time that works for you and you book a success call with myself or a member of my team. And we're going to talk to you about the steps that you can take to become that thought leader, to become that heart leader who leads from the heart and make your life the best version that it can possibly be. You deserve it. Don't let the doubts kill you. Doubt kills the warrior or the warrior kills the doubt. And you are a warrior. You're a child of God. You were brought here on this earth to make a difference for humanity. Make sure you take advantage of this incredible offer and make sure you go to the show notes and check out Sunil and his events. Sunil, thanks for being on the show today, my friend. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And I wish everyone all the best. Please uh, check out what Nikki's doing and I look forward to seeing most of you, if not all of you, at my next event. God bless your heart for that. And that wraps up another episode of the incredible podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's awesome guest, the one and only Sunil, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out the links to all of his events and make sure that you attend at least one of them. He gave us, I think, three or four different choices, which was fantastic. And to find out more about whether it's possible for you to live life as the best version of yourself, go to eastercoldacademy.com. Click on that button in the middle of the page. Watch that webinar masterclass. Book the success call. And let's get you living the life that you deserve. Until next time, goodbye.